Start recording for... What are we talking about again? What did I suggest to you? Some fucking Paul Rudd, Reese Witherspoon movie. How do you know? Yeah, the great <laughs> James L. Brooks, which, you know... I was very surprised to see that. I was like, oh, he did this? Huh. Last movie. I think this is his last one and the last, uh, as of, you know, now on-screen appearance of Jack Nicholson. I think Jack really? retired. I huh. think... You know, it's been 12 years, so um, I always thought it was um, the bucket list, but maybe mm. it came out like a few What's years before. The, around the, the same lead. time. Hmm. Yeah. How do you know uh, I've seen a few times now, Dave? Of course you have. And I think the, f- <laughs> well, the, the first time uh, was probably closer to its release, and I'd either like rented it through like Netflix discs or I caught it on TV. It wasn't, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, what is this? And, um, it's basically I, my reaction when you told me we were watching this. What is this? Did you make this up? Well, George? <laughs> all right. Are you George? I'm Lisa. Very good of you to join me. Yeah. How you doing? How are you doing? Great. Yeah? Yep. Well, treasure it. You okay? No. I'm sorry. I'm not even aware that I have to apologize. This might not be the best first impression. I, um, I had a, an unusual 24 hour. Okay. Well, the bad days make the good ones better. So don't worry about it. Is this an Italian restaurant? Yes, it is. It's a very good one. Oh, yeah, it looks good. Let's get a drink. Excuse me. None for me. You know what? You're right. I Yeah. I, I shouldn't drink. Don't let me stop you. No, 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 no. Believe me, drinking too much two nights in a row could be a real mistake. Well, I haven't had anything since lunch yesterday, so I'm starving. Do you want to drink at all? I follow my father's rule on drinking. Which is? Never drink to feel better. Only drink to feel even better. That's fantastic. Yep, it's a good one. That's great. But you know, sometimes I think that one drink can uh, give you a little better perspective. Well, not for me, but I guess it depends on the person. Look, if you want to have a drink, you should just have a drink. But keeping talking about it, you know, well, just I'm make a decision. Looking for permission and be... to drink. If I want a drink, I'll order a drink. Jesus! Do you know I don't know you? I'm sorry. I, I'm not good today. Maybe I should just tell you what's going on. You know what? I never talk about myself. I should just do it. No! I... Don't do that! George, this is what I'm suggesting. That we eat. And, and, and that we don't work at this conversation. Let's just yes. cut ourselves a break here and, and give ourselves permission to be quiet. For the whole dinner. Completely quiet. Can I talk to the waiter? As long as you don't tell him about your day. <laughs> listen, listen, else the the idea right. here for for off screen death. Uh, I wanted to give us like uh, you know we kind of started the show not officially like this, but tiny lists. You know the the, right. the grander theme is that you're pulling from the list of respected films, and I'm pulling from not so much a list, but things that hit a certain terrible metric on Rotten Tomatoes. And when I say terrible, I mean that oftentimes the things I want to 
put in here score too high. So close. So like, do I move uh. the goalposts? Yeah, I need it to be really. I need it to be really dog shit. So James L. Brooks provides along with Reese Witherspoon, Thank you. And Wilson, Paul Rudd, back in 2010. Um, but so every month we're going to try to be like, all right, let's compile our own list. And since this is April and we're both baseball fans, I was like, let's just do baseball movies. I'll provide the ones that missed, <laughs> and then you provide classics. Which, to be fair, uh, I think of all sports, baseball probably has the best selection of films as far as, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's that many great football movies, like Heaven Can Wait. Yeah. I don't know, North Dallas I just 40, can't believe but, we're know, not watching Fever Pitch at some point here, Mr. Boston Red Sox I've fan. Ever, I've ever done a podcast on that, or I know I've, I made uh, Jared, my co-host on Sober Simo, watch it with me in theaters, and he motherfucked me the entire time. He hates Jimmy Fallon, hates Drew Barrymore, and hates the Red Sox. Oh, God. So, it's hell. Likes the Fairley Brothers, but did not like this entry uh, in this. Uh, so, how do you know um, I'm not cheating, uh, even though it's, I don't think anyone would say that, hey, that's a baseball movie. Although, two out of three of the love triangle here, uh, one is an Olympic athlete, softball player, and Reese Witherspoon, and then Owen Wilson. Uh, well, uh, you know, I'm going to put you in the hot seat then. Which one <laughs> is less likely to be, uh, you know, softball or baseball player? Because Reese Witherspoon is quite slight. Yeah. You know, I, what I know of softball players is that they're a little bit more stocky, a little bit more built because, you know, it's a, it's not a, a game based on speed. I love baseball, but it is, is, a, is a place for stocky people. Yeah. And then uh, Owen Wilson, I don't know, unless you're going with, uh, was it the, the Freak from uh, the Giants? What was his name? Tim uh, Lincecum. Tim Lincecum. How dare you? Owen Wilson <laughs> is also pretty slight. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think, not... I think Reese Witherspoon is way more convincing as a ball player than Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That yep. opening sequence where we have the kind of like progression of her as a as a child, you know, moving forward in time until she's the Olympic athlete, essentially. That stuff works. And it's filmed very quickly. It's not as if we're giving – it's not, you know, a Kevin Costner baseball movie where we're just going to film all nine innings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. Um, and I think Owen Wilson, all we get is him warming up in the bullpen. Once, not even that. Sitting in the bullpen, watching. Oh, watching. Yeah, the guy from the wire is warming up. That's right. Who is stocky? Yeah, he looks like a ball (laughs) player. Yep. Um, I will also say, in fairness to to Reese and the uh, reality of the cinematic universe here, that James L. Brooks was attempting to build with How Do You Know before American audiences rejected it. She is, uh, as we will see later. I don't know if it's ever stated. Uh, but when she does not make the the team uh, this time, uh, she's been replaced at second base. Yes. There's one new player, yes. so she's an infielder. Yeah. That makes yeah, and makes it's sense not like for the, a body you time. know, she's not a catcher. She's not a you know, like okay, this 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 definitely. Makes I can't see Reese sense. even playing the hot corner, especially because she apparently trained for like three months uh, playing softball, only for 20 seconds of for film where she gets hit in the face <laughs> with a ball. So. I'm pretty sure, pretty damn skippy that Owen Wilson didn't train at all to just no, sit there in a no. baseball uniform. She's doing Daniel Day-Lewis level work for training here. They did not need to put in that much work. Freeze. For the great, <laughs> how do you know? The great, how do you know? So, yeah, I've seen this a few times. Uh, first time, I, I didn't make it through it. I got to the <laughs> dinner sequence with Paul Rudd, and I'm like, what is this? What is this this is forced bullshit. Yeah. 
And then uh, I came back to it mm-hmm. in my older years, and I, I I shined it up. I was like, this, this film's got some charms, but I bet Dave will fucking hate it. So what, what did you think uh, of your first time experience? No, I didn't hate it. I mean, it feels like just it's a very middle-of-the-road romantic comedy. And frankly, as you should know by now, I'm pretty easy to please with a rom-com. Like, it takes a lot for me to turn against it. Um, but I – it's interesting. I was thinking about this today. Paul Rudd is he's Uh-oh. he's an actor that I feel like I like Paul Rudd a lot, but I feel like he is only he could only be this in the age of the internet because he has seemingly made a career at being like pretty good looking and just a nice guy. That's it. I because I put something out on Twitter today. Actually, I was like, besides uh, besides Clueless, what is the best Paul Rudd movie? And the answers were. All across the charts, right? Hmm. And most of them are relatively forgettable movies. Very enjoyable. I like I Love You, Man. Hmm. I like Role Models. You know, there's... I You know, I like Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann version. But, like... I like his dancing. As the yes, yes, absolutely. But, like, he is... I mean, I don't know that he's, like, an A-level star, but he's probably, like, a B or B-plus level star. But what is it about him <laughs> that puts him in that space other than he's like a harmless good-looking white guy like that's that's kind of mm. it well harmless fits with this particular love triangle because mm. uh it, it, i think it actually makes owen wilson has the harder task because he's supposed to play like hyper masculine i was watching this and i thought that's gonna be mike's favorite character this is the owen, owen wilson, wilson character yeah I like that the first time we see Reese Witherspoon sleep over. And, uh, I knew you were going to bring this up. I knew it. Got, when he has all the clothes the, ready for his He's got lady the Derek Jeter <laughs> gift basket, although he makes a horrible faux pas that I don't think uh, the, the captain of the Yankees Left the did. Where, Is that? <laughs> well, he's like, pick your size. I think that Jeter probably already had it, or he had an assistant yep, compile it. Like, yep, you know, yep. here, this is your gift basket. Um <laughs> Instead, he's just got his own little Washington Nationals gift shop. He's like, I don't know. What are you? Take take what you want. I, I did watch you know. this and thought, like, you know what? Like, I don't know. That seems nice. <laughs> you don't have to wear the same dress. You don't have to do the walk of shame. You know, here you go. Here's your pink Washington Nationals gear. He is strangely honest about uh, everything. At one point <laughs> in the film, he asked her to move in. And, um, you know, I mean, okay, here's the problem with the love triangle here is that it's so clear that the the most you know the neurotic characters are paul rudd and reese witherspoon mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. they should probably be together and that's something that james l brooks has done before have you you know i don't want to spoil anything but have you gotten around to broadcast news yet not yet not show? yet waiting for you <laughs> so uh wait for me wait for your co-host ever, tell me about it show up jesus um so in that film you have uh, holly hunter and albert brooks who play incredibly neurotic individuals and then uh you know william hurt would be the much better owen wilson here where he's right. like the 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 masculine good-looking alpha guy but dumb yeah. a dumb blonde james l brooks likes a, a good dumb he does himbo yeah uh, which i appreciate yeah uh-huh. and owen wilson has that attitude i don't know if he's got the masculinity it's not though, not hot he... enough mike he's not hot enough he's a good dummy i enjoy his dummy portrayal in this movie um, but like, here's my main problem with the whole movie, actually. Um, and I seem to run into this a lot with rom-coms. We talked about this with Marry Me a couple months back, 
there's just no tension. There's no sexual heat mm. between any of these pairings at all. Like, and there is a sex scene, or we, we come, we hear it. <laughs> At least. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. You clap your hands to bring on the lights the minute we finish? Why? What's the matter? It's just clapping your hands and those dumb lights makes me feel like... Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. I think I I I can get it. Like, I'm not thinking about you. Ah, look who got it. Yeah, let's go read your mind. Yeah, what should I do? God, turn them off. You want to do it? Yeah, come on. Oh, it's fun. Grow up. No. <laughs> it was kind of fun, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna teach you how to have fun. No pun intended there. We come in at the end, and then he claps, and she's offended that uh, he turns the lights on, which I... Even then, I'm like, wait, why are you... It's not like he got up. It's, you know, he didn't right. he didn't pull the Affleck from Gone Girl, where it's like, Texas Roadhouse tonight, you know, slap her on the ass and walk away. It was Outback, how he, dare you? <laughs> I think either one's pretty offensive. Yes. Logan's, whatever. Um <laughs> You know, him turning on the lights just to look at her as they have, like, the afterglow, afterglow conversation. She, like, yeah. immediately jumps his shit. And I'm like, wait, wait, is he? It's like the film keep, keeps pausing that he's the bad boy. And, like, he, she should really be leaning towards Paul Rudd. But in casting on Wilson, I can't really yeah. believe him. He's just, just like He's just a well-meaning dum-dum. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing mm-hmm. about him. Like, I... They're, they, I think you're right that they're trying to set it up as he's the bad boy. Like she even mentions, like basically that there's all kinds of red flags that you're going to be trouble when she goes to to his house, his apartment, his high rise, whatever. But then nothing in the movie supports that. Like everything he does, I'm like, I don't know. Seems like a nice casual relationship to me. They seem great together. I don't see the issue. Uh, and I like Paul Rudd, but like, and Paul Rudd has had sexual chemistry with with co-stars before but man it's just not here and this is the era we've talked about this this is the era in reese witherspoon's career that i'm just like i just can't get behind this like it she doesn't work for me as a as a rom-com star really she works for me when she has more edge um and she's definitely not that in this like she's playing she's neurotic but she's just kind of a good person and is going to hook up with this other good person. So there's not a lot of tension going mm. back. You're just like, okay, when are we gonna when are we gonna do this? I mean, there's some funny bits. The bus stop bit is pretty funny. The second bus that shows up I, that works for me. But I totally forgot that we there was ever a movie that has you know, it's got the Nancy Myers production values. Like I think this this cost well over a hundred million dollars. Uh, well, I... hundred and twenty million dollars was the budget. And apparently 50 of it were to the, the, I guess, the four leads, including Jack Nicholson and James L. Brooks. Um, so a lot of it just up front and the, the, the posters, <laughs> like the faces right, on the poster, right. that's it. 
which is fair. I still find it hard. Like, where did the other that's seventy still, million? It's still go? a lot of money. Like, because <laughs> it just it looks like it's just sound stages, right? It looks that's all it like is. Like I, the bus stop, the street. I was thinking this when the, there's a there's a scene near the end where Paul Rudd is standing outside waiting for her, and the camera kind of pans back, and you see the street, and I'm like. There's no way that's a real street. Like this looks terrible. None of it, none of it, it looks, looks real, so cheap. But it looks and like it looks movie nice. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like the uh, the isn't it romantic movie that came out a few years ago. That's right. It's, it's attempting to have that rom com kind that of sheen, sheen to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they ever convinced me that I'd ever see Reese Witherspoon riding the bus as often as she does, <laughs> or Paul Rudd right. either. Which I know, with the plot that his character is in is some sort of like. You know, financial scheme or whatever for his his father's firm. I, you know, whatever the fuck. Uh, it's just a means to get Jack Nicholson and him to to butt heads occasionally. And I I think Jack wins every one of those scenes. Unfortunately, even though yet again he's the bad guy, right? Yeah, he's the one I that mean, we should be. There's literally a scene where our romantic hero physically runs from a discussion. Like he just with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he just I understood. He it. just runs away. <laughs> like George. Let's go inside. I, I have a date. Date? Son, we are in a rapidly evolving situation here. I must tell you, I was afraid to use the telephone. Because? Don't no, 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 don't, 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 don't tell me. I, I'm not ready to take on anything that I'm not, I can't handle. George. No, you know what? You know what? I know exactly how I'm going to handle the situation. I'm going to treat myself like a company in trouble. What I think is you are just indulging in a lot of neuroses. No, you start taking on more than you're ready for. The game becomes about how much you can take on instead of how well you handle it. And uh, that applies right now. Stand still. No. You do not have the luxury of not hearing this. God, are you going to make me literally run from bad news? The board has these... I know I can't win, Jack. I can't beat you. Uh, you know, you're just gonna. <laughs> just like, your thumb. this is the person we're supposed to root for? Like, I just... I'd like Catherine Hahn. I like her in everything. Mm. She's enjoyable. Um, I would like her to just cook all that food for me. She cooks when she's stressed. Mm. She can bring all those pot pies to my house. That was a cute little bit, but like, ooh, the main okay. characters here are rough. So Paul Rudd has to be taken care of. Even, even his father, who has screwed him over here, and is basically saying, I need you to take the bullet for the company um, because you've never done anything wrong in your life, so go easy on you. Only three years you play, in jail. You can play, you can play the patsy. Uh, but it's also like predicated on this strange grand gesture where the son tells the father, I'll do this. Uh, if I if can't get laid. No, <laughs> if I can't get it. And, you know, Jack's his Fair face enough. like he doesn't really he doesn't put up an argument because i think he's like he's got no faith in his son he's, right. no faith in he's like i'm good no i'll take that bet <laughs> sure let's see yeah it's only life in prison if my if paul rudd can get laid but yeah i'll take the under there it ain't gonna happen it's also very but go ahead like i know that doesn't make him the most like sort of fetching you know male lead it is a little bit different, though, that he is the one that needs to be saved. The awkward part is that at different points, he doesn't have, like, a breakthrough necessarily from stuff where, he, you know, it's not as good as it gets. Where, you know, Jack Nicholson suddenly can walk across the street into the bakery and, sure. and he's he's fine now or showing signs of being fine. But he does have to be taken care of and saved. I did like that element of it. Sure. That it's, you know, it's the man for once that has the sort of calming influence of Reese Witherspoon. But it can't help itself that later on, when she shows up at his apartment, suddenly he's smooth. Yeah. And she has to be yeah. saved. 
And uh, it's it's sweet. It's actually sort of healthy to see a burgeoning relationship on film where no one really holds all the, the, the cards. Sure. The, the power dynamic is somewhat evenly balanced as far as whenever you need a support system, I can be that for you. And then sometimes I have to pull back and I need support. But I don't know. I don't. As much as I admire it, I don't know if it makes for the most effective rom com. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was talking earlier about you know Reese Witherspoon with an edge, and it makes sense because the only scene I really liked her in is their first date, quote unquote, where she just basically tells him to shut the fuck up and eat his food. That's <laughs> it was great. That is when I stopped it the first time around because like this is just too fucking weird. Like the, the you know the big That's moment, the, best the, scene in the movie. shut the fuck shut up. up. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, I'm watching this like Homer Simpson watching Twin Peaks. I was like, I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck this is. And I turned it off, put it back in the mail or whatever the hell. Uh, but I came back to it. I came back to it yeah. a few years ago because I was uh, watching like As Good As It Gets and Broadcast News. And I'm like, you know what? That James L. Brooks, Brooks, he can't shot. do any wrong. <laughs> and thankfully, unlike those movies, uh, for the purposes of off-screen death and what I have to select – a uh, whopping 31% from the critics for how do you know 25% from the audience. And man, some of these splats, these people are angry. They really, really don't like what <laughs> Jimmy Brooks was doing. <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, here's uh, one from <laughs> that impugns just our country, Dave, which I thought was a, a the little whole bit country? of a because, <laughs> well, I mean, we ignored this movie as well. Uh, like, <laughs> yes. like, so, um, Anthony Quinn of The Independent in uh, the UK. <coughs> Instead of juicing it up with jokes, Brooks has inadvertently given us another story of the American condition, which is that of absolute and incorrigible self-centeredness. Jesus. All right. Jesus Christ. Not wrong, but I don't I don't know if this movie is sort of... Is it? Know, I don't know, man. Is this the example of American and isn't, culture? Isn't every romance, American or not, kind of self-centered? Like, that's the point. Mm. You know, like, it's going to be self-centered because they go on a journey of being single and apart and then they mm. find each other. Like, that's the whole thing, man. Maybe you just don't like romance. And that's okay. <laughs> not everyone has to like I'm that genre. This, this uh, Mr. Anthony Quinn really hates the Catherine Hahn character because she's the one that breaks up Reese Witherspoon from living with a guy making $14 million a year who actually shares exactly her professional interests uh, in, in the, the sport. So, so that's a question. Or Paul Rudd. That's a question. A man child that she has to take care of. That's, <laughs> that's who she is gifted by Catherine Hahn. So who's also going to prison, Dave? <laughs> Real, so, doesn't she have a line? You're a real winner. You're unemployed. Yes. <laughs> Federal indictment. Thanks. Everybody Thanks, wins. <laughs> um, so here's the question I have. Like the movie starts with clearly softball is really important to her. The first mm. 20 minutes are her constantly checking to see if she made the team, blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of drop that passion. Like I, I feel like someone whose whole life was mm. angled towards this. It would be a... It would be a little more difficult than just like, ah, I guess I'll fuck this guy. Uh, I guess I'll hang out with Paul Rudd. It's never brought up again that, I don't know, maybe she's really sad about this loss, mm. about this huge segment of her life that's been ripped away from her. And they almost never bring – like the, the the horrible man in the, like the opening scene, he's like – he never shows up again. Like it's just like – I feel like there is a moment to be had there that they just yeah. leave. 
it's weird. I didn't really mind it as much as how, uh, as far as how the film, I guess, allows Reese to play it. I hated the scene with the the old ball coach, uh, Breaking Bad uh, <laughs> cop, who's like Reese Witherspoon. Never heard of her. You know, fuck her. She's old. She's what? She's thirty two. She's slow. All of that. Um, the age portion of it i mean i'm not an expert in women's softball um i don't imagine that being 32 means all of a sudden you can't play it. not that particular sport it's not you know figure skating um, right right anything of that nature it's not track and field i mean right. i'm yet again i'm not dismissing it because baseball is my favorite sport so i i love it for that reason but it seems like the film is implying that it's something that maybe she's even been contemplating. Like, what is next for me? Like, maybe, maybe this would have been the last her offer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they never allow her to verbalize it. In fact, she in either she direction. Comfort, like, she just comforts the rest of the team. Yeah. Like, you know, don't you all be sad. I have a date. As you said, <laughs> I have to go fuck this guy. <laughs> Where you're wrong is, I, I wish the film had said, I'm going to go fuck this guy right, or that guy right, instead and take right. my mind off things. Uh, I would have respected film, the hell out of that if yeah, that was, I'm just yep. going to bang this out so I can feel better. I'm like, okay, go for it, Reese. Get some. I love her showing up to Paul Rudd's place and calling him right outside his apartment window. Uh, I love how that plays out because, you know, I guess I love <laughs> needy, desperate women. You know, they're, they're good to have around in that regard. But... It, I, I thought there was, a, there was a sweetness to how that played out. Like, he didn't want to be caught... Like, I guess in his excitement of knowing that she's standing outside his window. Uh, but then they immediately undercut it by her saying, God, I'm such an idiot. I can't do this. Like, right. you know, I was standing out there like a fucking fool. And he's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, you didn't tell me. And he's like, yeah, I mean, no, I didn't think, you know, how do you play that? I, I, I liked that it uh, sort of zigged when I expected it to zag, but just not often enough. Right. Um, and it, it makes it makes me question, like. You know, as good as it gets, I think there was a lot of not battles, but they they really like took their time as far as editing that you know down. And is that just? Do you think that's just James L. Brooks' his style that he's just going to find it in the edit? And sometimes you know, just, you just can't find you it. Don't have you the just goods. Can't find yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't know. The thing that struck me as oddest about this movie is actually Jack Nicholson being here at all. Like it just seems like. It's a favor. Yeah, it, and it feels <laughs> like Oscar. it. It feels yeah, like it. It's it. like he shows up to just yell a little bit and then retreat into the background for most of the rest of the movie and have like maybe one interesting scene with Paul Rudd where they kind of try and work out, hash out this deal about who's going to go to prison for this mistake. And it's like, I don't know. I like that he said, look, you need to leave because I can't tell. When I'm going to start manipulating you, I may be doing it right now. That was now. Maybe my like, my favorite Nicholson moment there. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just shows, like, man, that's a fucking movie star. Like, he just even in this even in this silly little movie, like, he just exudes that, and you are just like, I just want to listen to you talk some more. I know everything mm-hmm. you're saying is bullshit, but I don't care. Go, Team Jack, go to jail, Paul Rudd. Get out know. of here. Is this a win for me that I have presented you with the film that has made you question the validity of Paul Rudd as like a performer? I really I the did. Internet, the internet will hate you for that. I know. But you're absolutely right. In every sequence of Jack Nicholson, you can feel the divide in, in star power and, and yep. wattage. And yep. I don't know. It's not just a generational thing, but it's like, man, he just really blows Paul Rudd off the screen. 
can't say the same for Owen Wilson. I think it's more evenly matched between yeah. uh, him and Paul Rudd. By the way, when I when I put out this question on the internet, you'll be happy. There was one person, one, who said, hmm. I could never be your woman. It's the best Paul Rudd movie. A movie Which we is, covered on a previous podcast. We covered, and I own, from a dying video store. Yes. Um, that was another one where I think we had issues with the sexual chemistry between Mr. Rudd and Michelle Pfeiffer. You mean there there is none? Is that is that the issue we had? He was a... Uh, he definitely was, you know, a child in that. I know. I know there was the the plot was the age gap between those two, those two actors, but uh, yeah, there was there was there was nothing there. But you know, Amy Heckerling sure adored him and yeah. seemed to find him very charming. Um, I think that was one instance where um, the imprint of the auteur and her what she enjoys. And maybe a romantic partner just, just wasn't just reading to the rest of us. Being a jackass, like just dancing yeah. around. <laughs> I mean, Heckerling's always been kind of offbeat, and so True. you know that's that's cool. Um, I think that James L. Brooks. One thing you could say, and you know, it, it maybe kind of applies to as good as it gets, uh, as well, is that he probably is out of touch with the social norms of like you know modern dating. What helps in that one is that it's an old grouchy curmudgeon is the one that's falling in love. So I think <laughs> I think he can get behind that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, I don't know. I don't you know. I, I don't know if it's healthy for Reese Witherspoon. She had, there's another character basically saying like, don't make any immediate decisions. Like when you're you know in a free fall, you've just <laughs> lost as you said the most important thing in your she's life. She's right. And so she's like, oh, don't make any decisions. But I'm going to decide between two men. That the film never really totally sells us that you know that's that's the the lifeline she needs, but it keeps Paul Rudd out of prison. Yeah, that's the grand gesture. I just here. think like if you, I don't know if the timing works on this, but if you replace Owen Wilson with like I don't know Thomas Jane, like I think this works really well because uh, he's got he's got the charisma, he's got the sexiness, you know, and he can and play he can dumb. Douchebag. Yeah, he can, and he can play dumb. Like and that would really work. I just and I like Owen Wilson as an actor, uh, but this uh, sexy Owen Wilson. So do you recast as the the Paul Rudd part? Do you recast then, or do you think Thomas Jane does it fix the love triangle? Oh, I don't know if it fixes because I don't know who picks Paul <laughs> Rudd's character <laughs> over Thomas Jane here. It's gonna be tough. Twelve year old movie. You got so nervous. Like, oh no no no, let's not be too hasty now. We got to recast. We got to. <laughs> Do this entire everything, thing. Everything. <laughs> Reese could stay, uh, but everyone else has got to go. But I don't, that's a good question, though. Who do you think can play neurotic but a good romantic lead who has sexual chemistry with Reese Witherspoon? You know, this is recency bias, um, and it definitely ups the sex appeal, but actually Channing Tatum – yeah. Plays neurotic very well in the it Lost does. City. It does, and yeah. even though he looks the way that he does, he plays someone that really needs vindication from this woman that he admires and respects. Yeah, and you feel you feel that that self consciousness. Now, also the film, Little Dirty Pool, they cast Brad Pitt <laughs> as the alpha over top of him. This movie just got but, so uh, much hotter, though. Thomas Jane, yeah. Channing Tatum, Reese mm-hmm. Witherspoon. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I love it. And also Channing Tatum. I mean, it maybe doesn't, you know, well, this is only two years prior to Magic Mike, right? Yeah. The first Magic Mike. Yeah. Wasn't that 2012? Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that he he would have killed in scenes with Jack Nicholson where he has to cower in front of Jack. Too. Uh, I think Channing Tatum would have had a lot of fun with just, it. I forgot about that. Just take my money. That sounds great. I would really, really enjoy that. Sorry, Paul Rudd. Well, You're out. <laughs> unfortunately, that is not the movie I presented to you. It is not. Um, James L. Brooks did not, have that, did not have that on the table. Um, what are we doing next, Dave? What what you know certified good baseball movie we're going to go to as we celebrate opening day? So this is going to shock you. This is going to shock you, Mike. This is a movie I've never seen. Oh, that we're going to watch right next. Then. So we are going to watch Bull Durham, um, which is like, of course, there's so many. We'll talk about it, but there's so many scenes that I'll recognize because they're so known. There's the very famous speech. Uh, in Bull Durham. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, and I'm a big Kevin Costner fan. I'm a big baseball fan. Like this seems tailor made for me. So I really hope I'm not wildly disappointed by this. And well, this we'll is see. currently, uh, on the Criterion channel. So yeah. we have an official seal of approval. It's a real movie, Mike, not this stars nonsense that we just watched. <laughs> That we re- recast with other stars. Yes. Of, you know, Jack stays. <laughs> yes. But, Jack uh, always stays. Absolutely. So, yeah, Bull Durham is next. Okay. I think that was recently featured on True Bromance Film Podcast. It was. I mean, we know we know it's going to be better here. I mean, the, the, the bar is low. I was about to say. The bar is real low. I'm only mentioning that as a courtesy to a friend. I didn't listen to it. I'm not saying our listeners have to listen to it. That is clearly a bridge too far. I did listen to it. I mean, I regret it, but I did listen to it. <laughs> Is there like even like a 15 second clip of good material that I can shout them out with? Oh, well, there's there's clips of Bull Durham. <laughs> long, just, long just clips of the movie. Promote another podcast where they say we're talking Bull Durham and then just play the clip of the clip. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Good friend, Dave. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Kevin Costner is slinging that thing. I mean, he's got a full cut when he's coming through, and I, I dig it. But he, he really drags you in. I mean, he's that magnetic in this movie, he, even more than when he was in No Way Out and the others. You I know, he's agree. just like, drawing he you in. Show, I mean, because he doesn't even show up for, like, 15 minutes, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a little bit of a late arrival, but he's, you know, the lead. I don't think there's any doubt. But, like, he, uh, he kind of has... Um, an entrance and, and from the second he gets there like it's just uh i can't look away and i mean he there's barely any movie time after that where he's not on the screen like it's really yeah his movie and he's doing you know the the real lord's work to uh to, to bring it home no i i totally agree that 
you know, he's he's totally caring and bringing everybody into the movie. But Susan Sarandon here, um, what can I say about Susan Sarandon? She's a gamer. She mm. won't uh, hook up with anybody who's hitting less than 250. I prefer metaphysics to theology. You see, there's no guilt in baseball, and it's never boring, <laughs> which makes it like sex. There's never been a ball player slept with me who didn't have the best year of his career. Making love is like hitting a baseball. You just got to relax and concentrate. Besides, I'd never sleep with a player hitting under 250. Well, unless he had a lot of RBIs, there was a great glove man up the middle. Unless he plays great defense up the middle or has a lot That's of right. RBIs. He's got a good glove. He's got a good glove. <laughs> you got to respect that about her. She's her a lady who knows what monologue. she wants. Yeah. And... She's dedicated to the team. 